Yes, and we are back with that awesome song, No Insignia by Feral Lux. Welcome to Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And we did this a little bit different because we had such a great catalog of songs to choose from. I just had to have this episode start with No Insignia. Uh, Craig, you're all about that song too, right? Yeah, I mean, we we got the opportunity to talk to Feral Lux last week, and it was awesome. The band's, you know, totally expanding the boundaries of what not only what they can do musically, but uh, what 
post hardcore, metalcore, mathcore, whatever you want to call it, you know, sh- try and shove it in a box. I don't think you even can, right? And you heard it from that song. But they're really pushing the boundaries. And yeah, No Insignia, just a great song from Feralux. I thought it was very cool to come like to come into the show with that awesome scream at the end. Yeah. That Vic does. I know Vic, you'll you'll hear the interview. He doesn't like to be complimented <laughs> that much. <laughs> but that is an awesome scream. Uh, and yeah, that song is great. We have a couple more songs today uh, that we'll play for you uh, from Feralux, and we'll get to the interview at the end of the episode because, like Craig said, uh, we're switching things up uh, because we do have so many great bands that we're talking to lately uh, that we actually did interview uh, Feralux last week. So we got to edit things down. We got to bring it here. And now we'll go through our uh, our normal news, our segments and whatnot, and then we'll get to the interview uh, like we had before. That's right. So I think that's as good as time as any to do the shameless self-plug before we get into anything else here. Perfect. But yeah, obviously, if you're a continuing listener, welcome. Oh, continuing <laughs> listener. Ooh, I'll get that right. Uh, welcome back to the show. If you're a new listener, uh, welcome for the first time. As always, you can always find us at ianhates.com. Send us an email, ianhates at gmail.com, or fill out the form on the bottom of the website. We are on all your favorite podcast listening apps, so iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Be sure to go on there, subscribe to us, uh, give us a rating, ideally five stars if you like what we're doing. Uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Ian Hates, and Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast. Be sure to follow us, like us, uh, retweet, share our stuff with all your friends and family, and uh, tweet at us or write us on Facebook. Let us know what you think of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, well done. So you're, you're always very good at that. <laughs> Thank you. Lots of practice. And I'm going to try at the end, and maybe I'm going to get it right. There you go. Possibly. So, yeah. So before we get into the Feral Lux thing, I think we should uh, we should talk about some news, right? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so what would you like to start with? Let's just start with the new album. So yeah. Friday, right when we when we talked to Feral Lux actually last Friday, which was the 13th, I believe. Yes. Yep, Friday uh, the 13th. So oh, yeah. We had three albums that we were kind of focusing on that dropped. So we had Pierce the Veil uh, come out with their new album. Misadventures. Yeah. Misadventures, yep. yep. Modern Baseball come out with their album. I think it's called Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And Dance, Kevin Dance come out with Tree City Sessions. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I didn't get as much time to spend with these albums before the podcast as I would have liked. I got distracted by just a bunch of other things. But Ian, you want to go into Pierce the Veil? Yeah, for sure. And this is the one that I focus mostly on. Sure. Uh, because out of that list, this is the one I've been waiting for for a long time. I mean, if you look at what Pierce the Veil have done in the past. So let's. I guess first off, I would say Pierce the Veil, at least probably for most of their career, they've been screamo slash post-hardcore. You know, I wouldn't really put them in the... Yeah, I wouldn't put them in metalcore. Um, I wouldn't say anything like that. Uh, But they've definitely, I think they've fully made, at least with Collide Collide with the Sky and on, especially with Misadventures, I think they're straight up post-hardcore. I don't think there's that much screamo in it anymore. Yeah, I would agree with that. They've kind of, you're, you're right, they've kind of changed their style just like ever so slightly to yeah. be more post-hardcore and less less screamo. No, I totally agree. And uh, this is their first album since 2012. So a good four years in between album normally isn't a good sign. From what I've read about uh, their process, uh, their perfectionists, and it really does show in this album. I, I enjoyed Collide with the Sky a lot, but I think this is now going to be my favorite. Uh, front to back, this album is very good, uh, very uh, guitar and vocal driven. Did you find that as well? Yeah, I did. You know what? I, I have to agree with you. I, I wasn't ever 
like huge into Pierce the Veil, but I, I do like what they put out. And to me, this was kind of one of those albums where I'm like, oh, I think they really they really hit it here. They really found that stride. And and you're right, yeah, a lot of the the vocal work and the guitar work was really kind of like leading and driving this album. I agree with you. Yeah, I try. I mean, you you start to think about like the drums and 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 breakdowns and whatnot. But sure. I, I I hear it more in the background. Like I'm not hearing that driving drum bass. I'm not hearing those bass drop. Like I'm not hearing that in this album. It's way more on guitar chugs, uh, solos, and really them working. Like when you hear them, uh, like an area where you would expect uh, like the pit to like explode on. It's all based on that guitar riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very much enjoyed that. They're one of uh, they're one of these bands that are very good at storytelling. Uh, you can really focus in on the lyrics and really let them go off. They have no problem doing those fast-paced songs into their slower songs uh, and really like tightening things up and really just focusing on the vocals. And I like a band that's able to do that with confidence and Pierce the Veil like, blow that away. Uh, they're very, very confident when they do things like that where other bands might falter. So yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it a lot. I mean, I'm excited because I'm going to see them in June on the uh, Misadventures tour, and they're actually going to play. They've already stated they are playing this album in its entirety, which is pretty badass for a brand new album to come out. Like The only other band I know that's done something similar was My Chemical Romance when uh, The Black Parade came out. Other than that, I don't know any other band that comes out with a brand new album after four years and then just plays it straight through. I think that's probably a testament, right, to how much time they spent working on this album and, and really, to your point about being perfectionist, really taking that time to just get it exactly what they want and how proud they are of, of what they put together. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend this album. If you're a post-hardcore fan, this should definitely be in your collection. It's on my top 10 for 2016 so far. It might even start making its way up because yeah, yeah. it is, I mean, it's very technical uh, it's a lot of fun to listen to, and it's one of those ones front to back that it's telling a story, and you can listen to it and realize, oh, wait a second, it's been three or four songs, and not really notice, like, you know it's a different song, but you're kind of just lost in the moment, Sure. and I really enjoy that. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to see what they do live with this, and I'm guessing, you know, I don't want to go into it the same way with the used and expect them to play other things as well. Uh, but I would expect that they would play other things on top of this album once they're done. But I am looking forward to like, even if they didn't, I would be completely fine with them just playing this whole entire album. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, a, it's a very solid album. Absolutely. So yeah, you want to, did you get a chance to listen to modern baseball or, or dance gaming dance? Yeah, so I, I played them at least once through both. Uh, like I said, I didn't get a whole lot of time to, to as much time as I would have liked to spend with them. The Modern Baseball album, um, I haven't spent actually a whole lot of time with any of the older Modern Baseball stuff, but I, I think a really good album, if you're kind of into that faster pace, kind of indie alternative, almost punk uh, kind of rock. It was a really, really good album. The one I spent more time with was Dance Gavin Dance, and it might have sure. just been because I'm much more familiar with a lot of the the Dance Gavin Dance songs. Right. So they recorded, as, as far as I understand, they recorded this album live in in the studio, though. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily like a live album, live album. I think it's live in the sense that they played it all together live. Ah, so you're not hearing crowd noises. You're not hearing the end clapping and applauding. No, no, no. It's okay. not live in that sense. But I, I mean, when you when you listen to this, I think you know, 
whether you were a fan of Dance Gavin Dance back when you know early days with Johnny Craig or with uh, Tillian Pearson, who's the the new vocalist in there, I think you have to give him props because he plays some of the older Johnny Craig Dance Gavin Dance songs, and he totally kills it. Um, the guitarist for Dance Gavin Dance, I mean, all of the instrumentals are just phenomenal. These guys just really, really nail it. They're really, really good at what they do. Uh, the album is great if you want kind of a, just a slightly different take on some of their older songs. Uh, it's definitely worth a listen. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, again, just for that, for kind of the alternative composition of the, the songs. Right. Yeah, That's it's one of the next ones. That's one I definitely didn't get to. Uh, yeah. So that's on my list because it's just been so many interviews and so many people to prepare for that even if you listen to their stuff before, I like to listen to everyone's stuff again before we interview them so that exactly. we know. And so these, this just fell by the wayside, but I hope to get into it soon. That's right. Yeah, you. it's hard, right? It's it's like music is becoming our job almost. Yeah, um, and I. what's great is I still find it to be very, very fun. Yeah, like I it's, agree. It's still really fun, but it also is. Yeah, I know people are like out there, oh, listen to these guys whining that they have to listen to music. It's, it's obviously not that. It's just when you want to be prepared for an interview and you don't want to sound like an idiot, you want to make sure that, <laughs> that you've got your shit down. That's exactly it, right? Like it's a different kind of listening that you have to do. It's not like you're just throwing it on and like, of course, it's like you, you listen to it like like some of our favorite albums where you've listened to them 20, 50, 100 times over and you know the songs just, you know, because they're always on, they're always playing in the background. Right. You don't always get that chance to before an interview um, to, to really or, or even before a podcast to really dig into it that much to become that familiar with it and yeah, you want to sound intelligent about it. Right, exactly. And I mean, we could have easily, I, we could have said, hey, Craig, you want to go ahead and listen to the Dance Gavin Dance album. Ian, you listen to Pierce Avail's new album, and let's do a whole episode dedicated to reviewing both those. And we've done those in the past, but we that's have. not really, I'm not sure if that really gets across to people how good an album is or even possibly how bad an album is. I mean, that's we normally only review things we like. That's uh, true. And yeah. I'm also, I don't think I'm the best person to like even describe how an album is, yeah. right? Like there's just certain things that are the intangibles of the album that you really can't quite put your finger on or even form how you want to describe it. And right. I think those are the things that go by the wayside when we try and do something like that. Yeah, and I agree. And it's like uh, if you go to Alt, Alt Press or if you go to Absolute Punk or if you go to one of these where they'll do a review for an album, in most cases, it's one to two paragraphs, maybe three, and it just it highlights some main things, and then it gives you a score at the end. Well, Alt Press doesn't do the score at the end anymore, that's but other places, yeah, other places will still do a score at the end, but that's really it. I, I think probably the best way to go through a review, be, besides like talking like for my quick Pierce of Ale review, I think that's good enough to give people some bullet points. Like if I was to write, that's three paragraphs worth of stuff right there that I just cap off and say, you know, hey, listen to this because the band has matured and they're, you know, they're, they're along their way to really like putting their stamp on post-hardcore, like whatever you want to say for that kind of thing. Yeah, but I think, yeah. I think really right now, one of the most interesting things is if you can sit down with a band, and maybe we'll try this sometime, if you sit down with a band after an album comes out and they go track by track to what they think about the song or yeah. what made them write it or whatever, or if it's a, especially if it's a concept album, and you're talking like, I would love to talk to Alisana about the Annabelle tri trilogy and go sure. through song by song because that's 
multiple albums that are concept of this exact same thing. So yeah. that would be fun. Like doing yeah, that yeah. and I enjoy reading um when bands do that. But other than that, what are you going to do talking for 40 minutes about one album unless it's something that just I don't know. I I think you end up like you said, I think you end up not describing it as well as you actually want to because how can you describe a musical feeling to someone yeah, without yeah. getting it, all cliche, you know? Well, exactly. And I think more importantly, maybe this is just me being humble, but like who really cares what I think? Like, I don't know. I, think <laughs> I do, should, Craig. Well, I, I appreciate that, Ian. But I think, I mean, for everybody listening out there, I think, you know, regardless of what we think about an album, I think more importantly is, you know, we just tell you about this and you go out there and just listen to it and form your own opinion, regardless of if we like it or if we don't like it, whatever. Sure. Just yeah. go discover something new. Yeah. And that's, I Maybe think that that's could one... be my catchphrase. Go Ooh, look at that. New. Yeah. Woo. Make a progress. See, you I... knew, we, what are we, episode 21? Oh, shit. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> All uh, right. 21 with multiple ones in the can, too. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're still ready to go I, I like that no craig i think that's i think that's great and i think that's one of the reasons why we have the show in the first place is not only like we've talked about is getting this out to everyone but it's the same reason why we do interviews too like we want you to get a little bit of the personality of the band yeah. and sure like if they go off on something you could be like oh those guys are a bunch of dicks like i don't want to give their music a chance i think that'd be ridiculous yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you should still listen and, and see if you enjoy their music but really it's just giving you that chance to see the artists that you love in a different light yeah exactly so yeah see. i like i like the way you said that perfect well so, let's dive into some other stuff here sure uh, I know we have a couple of other new things here, so I'll, I'm going to go out of order from our list here. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, but I did see today uh, that This Is Hell, if you're familiar with This Is Hell, kind of this, what I what I tend to term, I, I like to call them like VFW hardcore, like you're, you're kind of like two-step mosh pit, you're classic, sure. classic hardcore, straight up hardcore. Um, but they uh, released kind of a surprise album that they recorded kind of on short notice. Um, they haven't, I guess they've been kind of laying low and they kind of recorded this and threw it up online. Um, but it's called bastards still remain. I listened to it. It's good. If you're a fan of that kind of genre, that kind of style of music and a fan of this is hell, definitely go listen to it. Uh, the other thing I saw too was misery signals is doing a tour. It looked like it was mostly kind of Southwest California. Okay. Wait, let me open the link and just make sure I'm saying the right thing. But the cool thing about the Misery Signals tour was, uh, again, it's the original members. See, that's – and I thought you were going to be completely excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. If they were around here – so they're in Oregon, uh, Washington, and then they have a couple shows up in Canada. Oh, uh, okay. In, you know, late July, early August. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, all the original members back uh, together doing a little bit of touring. So Misery Signal is not completely gone. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I remember doing, what was that? Was that our Masterpiece uh, it album, was. album reviews and everything? Yeah, when we were talking about that, you were we were wondering if they were still around and if they'd ever come back for a reunion tour or something like that. So hey, maybe. That's right, because they did do that 10-year tour uh, for Of Malice. Yep. Uh, a couple years back, and then again, same thing. Kind of been laying low. Haven't really been doing anything. But right, if they to me kind of also fall in the same vein, I think they're perfect to talk about in in the context of Feralux too. Right, if you're into that kind of really technical, really well thought out, really well composed hardcore metal music, uh, and you haven't ever listened to Misery Signals, definitely worth going back and going through the catalog. 
Yeah, for sure. And yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe it'll go so well for them they'll get that bug back and wanna tour some more and who knows, That's maybe right. even some more music. Yeah. You never know. Sure. So, so let's what do you uh, have? Yeah, let's switch it up a little bit. So let's go uh we have two two bands with two new singles out. That's uh right. so the first one, brand new. It uh it started streaming, you know, brand new song from brand new. Uh it's I Am Nightmare. And you can you can go buy it now. You can also stream it now. Uh, I think you can buy it on vinyl as well. Like I think they're just really trying to put stuff out. I'm not sure when a new album is coming out, or if I mean I would assume with the new single that probably something's coming out. They're going on a massive tour this summer, uh, so they're definitely doing that. But you listened to the sample of the single, right? Yeah, I did listen to the sample, and I I liked it. I mean, it uh, it was like the at least the sample that they put out was the heavier, faster paced, brand new, not your kind of slow trod, brand new. Yes, that is absolutely for sure. Uh, their tempo is back, uh, kind of to the where it was, you know, with Jude Law and stuff like that. That's right. Uh, but what I was a little surprised about, and I'm look, people, you can call me crazy. You can go ahead and send uh, send the hate mail to uh, ianhates at gmail I don't know if maybe it was a state of mind that I was listening to it today, but it sounds like Jesse all of a sudden has an accent, uh, and I don't know where it came from. So maybe I'm missing something, but it seems like it almost sounded uh, like a faster-paced Cure song, and I don't know. I, I yeah, might be, I wasn't picking up on that. But. I might be nuts. I don't know. I listened to the whole thing, and I li- <laughs> then I listened to it again. I was like, wait a second. Am I just a crazy person? Maybe I've been listening to too many random things and it just got me. But go out there, listen to it for yourself, uh, see what you think. Let us know what you think yeah. as well uh, because I'm excited. If it's a brand new, brand new album, uh, I'd be excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And then to follow up on that, uh, Bayside released a brand new song. Uh, so that song is called Enemy Lines and it's from their upcoming, it's actually their seventh album. I couldn't believe it. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, seven albums. This is from a band like I really have always liked Bayside, but I really didn't think they'd be around this long. And it's nothing yeah. about their talent. It's nothing about that. It's just I wasn't sure what genre or what group of fans was connecting with them. And then once you start to go see their concerts, you realize they are a very, very popular band. Yeah. Uh, and I've loved every single album that they've made. There's never been a drop-off for me. There's always favorites I can find on each one. So I am excited. And I know, did you listen to the uh, Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane? Uh, I with, did. With the interview? What did yeah, you think of it? No, I thought it was a really good interview. You know, growing up in New Jersey, I think, right, especially kind of in the 2000s, you know, you can't get by without hearing about Bayside or Senses Fail or these other huge New Jersey bands that were part of the scene. Well, I mean, Bayside's technically from New York, but we'll yeah, lump take them it into back that. Sunday and take it yeah. back Sunday, right? Like we'll lump them Thursday. Oh, sure. All, all these guys are kind of into the same scene here, right? Right. Um, but I never really got into Bayside, but they're always one. It's not, I, I don't ever dislike them. And, and they're always one. I, I think what really makes Bayside. Uh, important is just how unique they are. They they can't. They're not like anybody else you'll hear. They don't do the typical things. Like they're not a screamo band. They're nope. not a post hardcore band. They're not an emo band. I don't know what you can't paint them into a box. No, uh, they're just totally yeah. unique. Anthony Ranieri has this crazy, like his very distinct voice. Very very yeah. distinct voice. Yep. Very distinct style of music. One of the things I always remember about Bayside is that their music is very bass driven. Yeah, they find really interesting. The bass is almost like 
when they when they do the post production or whatever, the level of the bass is almost actually brought up a little bit higher than the guitars or the drums even, right? So you hear it come through a little bit more. There's more presence there. Sure. Um, which again just kind of makes it a little bit more unique than than some other stuff you find. Yeah, now I think Anthony said that they make show tunes and then they speed them up. He said yeah, I think that's that what he said. Description. Yeah. He said that was his genre. And I was thinking about it, I was like, that's really interesting because there is a story in all of their songs and I could totally see that. I could totally it's it's not it's not that it's epic music, but it is theatrical. Sure. Like it's certainly theatrical, but it's a it's rock theater is whatever you want to call it. But I thought it was really interesting how uh, this album was written, uh, how he, you know, moved out. Uh, where was it? It was like uh, uh, it was somewhere in the Midwest, but somewhere like Louisiana or something. I don't want to yeah. miss. But it was somewhere. I, yeah, I don't want to misspeak. It was it was somewhere in the Midwest. So he moved out there with Tennessee. Ten- oh, maybe Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like Nashville, though. No, no, no. He was like out by himself, held up in a hotel and kind of like wrote this, wrote this album from what I understand. Because he had a, a wife and child at the time yeah. or, or a girlfriend and child, I forget. But the, either way, they ended up separating. So yeah. he still gets custody of the child, too. But he was basically there like that was his new life was this like condo hotel whatever and that's where the the title of the album comes from and i thought that was pretty interesting and i mean they they write about some really bleak dreary stuff with that upbeat kind of tempo to it so i'm really interested that way yeah yeah right i mean you could you could hear an album or hear a song from bayside and completely misread the lyrics just and kind of base them on your own life but they were talking about some tragedy that's or right. Something. Yeah. So listen to the track. Uh, it's called uh, Enemy Lines and it's Bayside. I mean, that's the thing with Bayside is it's not that they change their sound necessarily. It's still Bayside, but they they definitely do change some directions. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's a Bayside song. Of course. Yeah. That's 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 what the one thing you definitely know. So I'd be interested. Uh, they're coming up to Boston. They're on a or starting a major tour very soon. They're coming up to Boston, but they're playing House of Blues. Yeah. And I just saw them in a little venue uh, in December where they played the entire self-titled plus like a bunch of other stuff. So I doubt I'll be going to see them this one. I just don't sure. like the House of Blues. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough venue. Yeah. So not a huge fan. So we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind because Bayside are awesome. If you haven't seen Bayside, you should definitely go see them. Uh, it's definitely worth it for sure. Absolutely. So go ahead, Craig. What do we got next on the list? So I have one that actually isn't on our list here. Oh. But I just kind of stumbled upon it as I was scrolling through here. But this is posted three hours ago on Chorus.fm. Oh, okay. Uh, Buddy Nielsen of Census Fail is going to be starting a, or singing in a new band with the members of Finch. What? Called Speak the Truth. So Ooh, okay. Look, look forward to that. Could be uh, very interesting. We're just talking about Census Fail. Obviously, Ian and I are huge fans of Finch. Yes. Yes. Uh, so for sure, looking forward to that. So kind of a surprise news thing that I just stumbled upon here. Wait, is so is it only the lead singer that's not in this from uh, Finch? I do not know. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into this some more. Then. Yeah. So that's breaking it. news. On, it's breaking news. You heard it here. Now it's on course. <laughs> Course.fm to give them props. I'm, yeah. Well, they're the new Absolute Punk. Are uh, they? Okay. Net. Yeah. Yeah. They're now it's Course FM. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't. Know, I didn't realize that. Okay. That makes now, sense. They're a good source. I, yeah. I would use them for sure. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. I that worries me a little bit. The uh, the title. I mean, sorry. The uh, the name of the band that they're gonna be 
really, really political. Yeah. Uh, but that's not a bad thing because I think sometimes you need that. Uh, that's right. But you know how Buddy is, like oh, especially yeah, yeah. especially now, <laughs> especially yep. now. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But I, that, I'm interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very nice. So what do you what do you have? So just a little thing. Uh, I know you probably looked on our Twitter at Ian Hates uh, Podcast. And uh, Craig does a lot of work uh, posting music that he likes and uh, different things. And I jump on there from time to time. And now there's something I hated whenever I put up a post there is it looks like possibly that Twitter might be changing uh, their guidelines where now links and images won't cost you characters, which that is great for us because our links titles are so long. That's and right. they always take up characters that we could easily be hashtagging or at mentioning bands and whatnot, people that we've talked to. So I'm hoping that that's a true, that that's an actual true statement or true news story. And that I actually Bloomberg. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's true. So we'll see. So that's just a little thing right there. That's right. And then you have one more thing here. Yes. Uh, Boys Night Out is back. Uh, oh, you excellent. remember? I oh, do I remember? Oh, I had to ask. I, I had do to ask. I remember? <laughs> yes, of course I remember. Boys Night Out. I I'm not surprised. I I think Craig. I think you made the call very early on that 2016 seems to be uh, like the year of the of the reunions of the year of nostalgia. Yeah, the year it, of the comeback. Yeah, or the come. Yep. And it looks like once again we get another one. Uh, this is Boys Night Out's first new music since tw- uh, 2007. I believe so. It was tr- it was Trainwreck, and then uh, now I did not follow the third album. Yeah. I did their first two, uh, and I thought Trainwreck was a great concept album. I, I really liked that, and then they went in a, a completely different direction. It just didn't connect with me yeah, on I'm their third album. What that album was called, but I, I mean, I think I liked it was self titled. It. it may have been self titled. You might be correct if I'm not mistaken, but it could be. I think uh, it is self titled. Oh, yeah, there we go. but let's just double check. Yep. Yeah. Self-titled on, on Ferret. Oh, Danelle, Ferret, yes. Danelle defunct Ferret Records. And now they're going to be on Good Fight. All right. So they're on Good Fight, and it's called Black Dogs is the EP. Yep. Did you say that already? Yo, oh, no, no. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. That's all I was saying. Uh, yeah, they... Uh, I'm reading here. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no. You're you're absolutely correct. I did not say it. Yep, it's Black Dogs. And uh, you can hear a little like snippet on their website. Uh, so you can hear a little bit and it does sound, I mean, it seems weird to see them so much older now, Sure, you know, that kind of thing, but that's the way it is. I mean, you look at good Charlotte, they're around touring and doing everything right now. And by the way, I did talk to someone who went to see good Charlotte live recently. Yeah. They played almost all of their first and second album. And then just a couple of the hits from, you know, the random hits they had from the other ones and then only played that one new song that they had. So that's pretty awesome. That is pretty crazy. Like, because what I was thinking was, if you went to see Good Charlotte, you probably see they'd probably be like, "Oh, we're playing our entire new out, al- or like some most of the new album, and then we'll throw in, you know, the the hits, the classics, or whatever." But so, if anyone's looking to see Good Charlotte, now's probably a good time. Uh, and I'm sure that's a fun show too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it'll be interesting if Boys Night Out. I'm I'm guessing they're gonna tour. I would definitely like to see them again. I imagine if they're doing an album release, they'll probably do some sort of tour in support of that. Yeah, and it looks like it's coming out sometime in July. Yeah, I think July 8th. July 8th, okay, there we go. There's there's another thing happening on July 8th, and now I have to remember what it is, but I don't. So so there's three albums I have here coming out on July 8th. Emerosa comes out with Ah. uh, 131 on Hopeless, Yep. 
and Frameworks comes out with the ah, Smother on Death Wish on July 8th as well. That might be why I know it. And then also, I think Independence Day 2 comes out oh. <laughs> on July 8th. You're thinking about the movies already. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to see Ian Hates Movies is not doing that movie unless someone pays us to do it because <laughs> that movie is going to be awful. So <laughs> there's, there's no way I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's probably why is uh, the Frameworks and the Amorosa because I know we had talked about that before. That's right. We yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I think that ends it for our news for right now. That does. So should we head to our new segment? I think so. I am. I've been preparing for this. I've been researching. Uh, I'm ready to give an answer. Uh, what do you got? All right. So here's our our new. Well, the second installment of our new segment has from first to last contacted Ian hates music. So Ian, what do you have? No. All right. Moving that on. Ends, that ends our second installment <laughs> of the new segment. Uh, so I yeah. swear I love that segment. All right. Let's, let's go. <laughs> uh, so what have you been listening to? Oh, a ton of stuff, actually. Uh, so one of the bands that you're going to hear, uh, so you know how you know people who have been listening to us know that we like to ask bands, you know, what what not only what were your influences to get into music, but also, you know, who are you listening to right now kind of thing? Because we always do this segment, you know, what are That's we right. listening to? So Vic from uh, Feral Lux actually recommended this band called King, and then it's 8 10 or 810 however you want to say it like i haven't seen anything live from them so it's king space the number eight one and zero uh they're from uh flint michigan they are. and he when he was talking about it, he was saying they sounded similar to a slipknot type thing and i can yeah. definitely i can definitely hear that but they're also so not only that but then just listening to the dynamics there's one song i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two songs that you should listen to to see if you like this band one is Kill 'em All. So right there, you know they're going for something. <laughs> and the other one is Bad Man. And it's two completely different dynamics on the same, I believe it's on the same album too. But they do, it's got to be concept because they do a whole album that it seems like it's all about murder and killing and like a, like a serial psychopath killer, whatever you, however you want to say it. That's what it seems like to me. And I haven't been able to listen to every single thing yet to go completely through it, but I really enjoyed it because of how different it is. Like it's not death metal. It's not anything like that. I would call them more along that Slipknot line for some of the other songs, but then they break it down into like folk slash spoken words sometimes and it's just complete genre shifting that i was not expecting from this type of band so if you want to see the dichotomy of this music uh look up and also like uh fat around the heart is a <laughs> it's just like i want to just read the lyrics to everyone to laugh about it but when you hear it it's like you can put this on while you're running on the treadmill or lifting weights or something and just be totally angry and just get all of your frustrations out with this type of music. <laughs> but then you listen to a song like Bad Man and it's got this great cameo. I, I believe the uh, singer's name is uh, Rosie Marie or Rosie May. Uh, and you can look up her separate music. It's completely different. Yeah. It's completely different, but along the same lines with the lyrics and what they're actually you know talking about. But now, Craig, you you gave them like a brief listen, right? It, it wasn't necessarily your style. 
No, no, it was. It definitely, I, I agree. It had that slip that vibe. A lot of what you're saying, yeah, absolutely true. They, they kind of blend a lot of these different musical styles and are, are totally diverse. Uh, it's definitely worth a listen, though. Definitely worth a listen. See if it's something that you're into. Yeah, why not? Why not? So, yeah, so then for the rest of mine, Pierce the Veil, like we talked about, go listen to Misadventures. Uh, make up your own opinion on that, but I very much enjoy it. Looking forward to seeing them live. And then also... Uh, after I Am Ghost made the announcement that they were playing uh, Chain Reaction in October, I believe it's October 22nd, and you can still get tickets for that, and I would very much recommend that. Um, I want to go out. Like, I just want to – I have never been to California. I've been to Arizona, and te- you know, I lived in Texas. I've been all over Nevada. I've been all over there, but never made it out to California. I almost want my first time in California to be seeing them at Chain Reaction for the reunion because it just sounds awesome. So you can look that up and get tickets. Uh, but I was listening to a lot of I Am Ghost and Requiem. Uh, Steven uh, Giuliano is the lead singer of both bands. Uh, Requiem came after I Am Ghost. But because of the whole announcement and everything, I just I locked on uh, to I Am Ghost again. And I'm just a huge fan. You remember, I mean, Craig remembers because I talk about them incessantly. Uh, but we did that whole episode, like we talked about, with the masterpieces with uh, Misery Signals. And I have Lover's Requiem from uh, I Am Ghost on that list. So we might have a surprise coming up soon as well. <laughs> I don't want to give things away. Uh, but we'll be talking about this a little bit more. Uh, we're really working hard on this, uh, on Ian Hates Music, to bring you guys a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and also interesting stuff for us. So yeah. I'll leave it at that for right now, and I'll move it over to Craig. What have you been listening to? Sure. So I've been digging into uh, some rarity. I probably talked about them before. These guys are on Rise Records, kind of that edgy, um, you know, hardcore punk stuff. Uh, really good. Kind of in that same vein. Ian, you talked about this before. Some guys from In Vogue, uh, Hazing. Uh, really good. I uh, came across this other band called Dependence. And I'm trying to see what label they're on. I swear I've heard of them before. Yeah. But they're I not think, ringing a bell right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. They might be on In Vogue as well. Did I also uh, say them? Was that when I when I went in the bargain bin of uh, In Vogue because they're doing their sale right now? I might have bought a Dependence record from them. Yeah, I don't... You may have. So I'm, still, I'm, I'm so backlogged with a bunch of stuff I have to listen to, so I probably haven't even gotten to it yet. Yeah, they are an in vogue. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, I think I bought all that stuff together. So yeah, so they have uh, an album kind of holding on when moving on. Uh, you can you can listen to it. So if you're same kind of thing, if you're into that uh, kind of being as an ocean, in vogue kind of tends to specialize. I think in a lot of those, they have hotel books, they have being as an ocean, yep. they have dependence here. Uh, these guys are definitely you know post hardcore. Um, you know. Touche Amore, a defeater. I know I bring these guys up all the time, but uh, definitely worth listening to. Yeah. Um, along that line, on a, I think it was on the Rarity album, actually, they had a vocalist that I, I really liked his screams, what he was doing. So I looked it up, and he's in a band called A Sight for Sewn Eyes. Sewn is in S-E-W-N. That's right. Okay. So A Sight for Sewn Eyes, um, definitely worth listening to. Uh, I don't know if they put anything out since 2012. At least that's what's up on Apple Music. Okay. Um. But their couple full lengths that they have up are really, really good, really worth a listen. Um, uh, this really aggressive, hardcore, uh, but they're not afraid to throw in the melody there. And uh, yeah, it just sounds, I mean, he's got a, a great voice, Joshua something. Um, and I 
remember his last name being particularly difficult to pronounce. So, so it's probably good not to even try. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, and then you know how I like my post rock. Oh, sure. You do. Um, so a band called Sleep Makes Waves, all one word. Um, so they are awesome, awesome post rock. If you like things in the vein of If These Trees Could Talk, Caspian, definitely check out Sleep Makes Waves. Wow. There you go. Look at that, lot, man. We a lot have of different stuff. So many bands for people to check out this week. Yeah, it's at nine. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and then also, like, we're not going to give away anything right now, but we have so many more bands coming to be on the show. And I mean, I guess that's a good segue, too. Let's, I'll, I'll do the plugs uh, this time, and then let's sure. talk about the Pharaoh Lux interview. Uh, so, you're listening somehow. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, if you could take the time and, uh, you know, subscribe to the show so that we know how many people are actually listening. Uh, if you could uh, rate us, preferably five stars, bumps us up, especially to get more people into the show. Uh, we'd very much appreciate that, especially if you do believe it's a five-star show. Uh, and then uh, share us uh, with your friends and, and whomever. Uh, we really enjoy doing the show. And hopefully you enjoy listening to all of our interviews and our back and forth news segments, all that kind of stuff. Our from first to last segment, I think, is really ripping up the charts, if I must say so myself. <laughs> but main topic is if you can uh, to get in touch with us, you can email us uh, ianhates at gmail.com. You can also do Twitter at ianhatespodcast. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. There's also the main website, www.ianhates.com. You can find us on Stitcher, on Google Play Music, on iTunes, any of your favorite podcast listening apps like Pocket Cast and so on and so forth. You can find us everywhere there. Um, so hopefully you're enjoying the show. Uh, feel free to contact us if you have bands you want to If you're a band that you want to be on the show, just let us know. Uh, and we can work something out. Uh, we really enjoy hearing from people and hearing like how you're enjoying the show, all that kind of stuff. So please reach out to us. Let us know. And then as well, just on the side, there's another Ian Hates podcast it's called Ian Hates Movies. Uh, and it's you can find us all the same places. Uh, it's just a separate feed. You, so you can subscribe to that as well. Uh, and this week, we're going to be, uh, Kelly and I are doing Twister. So we started with the with the new movie last week with Captain America, um, Civil War, and now we're doing Twister. And then we have a whole catalog of stuff that we're continuing on with. But it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys it. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. That was a long-winded one. Uh, but <laughs> now, now that we have that out of the way, uh, let's get to the good stuff and talk about the Pharaoh Lux interview a little bit because we're going to throw it to that very soon. Uh, so, Craig, what were your impressions uh, from yeah. this interview? These guys were awesome to talk to. Uh, really smart, witty, funny guys. Really humble guys. Um, they definitely know what they're doing. All of their music, you can hear it just come across, one, how strongly they feel about the music that they make and what their music stands for. And then you can also hear about, you know, just in, in the way they describe it, all the time and effort that they put into like really thinking and crafting these Great, great songs like you heard No Insignia in the beginning. You're going to hear a couple more songs from Farrah Lux yeah. uh, before the interview and then at the end of the interview here. But yeah, these guys were really awesome to talk to. We get into some you know, really important things here. These guys are just also really funny. They tell some yes. really, really funny stories. Uh, it's, it was a great interview. Yeah, I mentioned at the end of the interview uh, 
that I really wanted to. So uh, if we had a, a slight Skype thing, it's just it's a delay. So and people will be able to hear it. You know, it's just a little bit it cuts off quick and there's this delay. Uh, but I really wanted to jump in a lot of times with some like witty retort and just couldn't because I know when you have a delay like that, the timing just doesn't work appropriately so yeah it was really tough yeah but it was a good interview uh and people i think will very much enjoy it but we talk about a lot more than just the music uh we go into movies we talk about a lot of just random uh stuff with these guys because they were a lot of fun to talk to it's uh it's ben and victor uh from pharaoh lux and we we found out about i mean we've known about them for a while now but their big release was no rest and it was in march of this year that's so right. it was one of the main reasons we also wanted to talk to them was to get them right after releasing this major album that's going to put them on the map. Yep. So yeah, we uh, great interview. Uh, I think everyone will enjoy it. So it, like I said, the first song that we came into the show with was No Insignia. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Everything Beautiful is Behind You into the interview. And then after the interview, we're going to leave everyone with uh, Suicide Nets. Yep. And that'll and think, close out the show. Yeah, and I think Suicide Nets was probably one of my favorite songs off of No Rest. Very nice. Yeah, I think for me it's uh, Everything Beautiful is Behind You. So I think that works out perfectly. We both got like our favorites. And then you can also go look for the video uh, for No Insignia, which is out now too. So check that's that great. out as well. But and that's, they're, yeah. they're working on a music video for Year Than That, and we talk about that a little bit in the interview too. Yeah, we talk about a bunch of stuff. I mean, I think it's almost an hour long or so. Uh, so yeah, I think everyone will enjoy it. Just be aware, like I said, I always like to give a little warning when we have a little Skype issue. So just be aware that they're not edited down. It's it's the way Skype just was that day. It just goes. I mean, we're on Skype right now, and it's perfect. That's right. It's just every once in a while. That's just how things happen. So we're looking forward to seeing them on tour sometime. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch up with them in the future and uh, be able to talk again. But right now, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. So. Craig, before we throw it, uh, throw it to them. Do you have any? Uh, do you have that catchphrase? Maybe. Yeah. What, what What was it from before? Was it I lost it? Go discover something new. Oh yeah, that's not bad. All right. You, well, let's stick with that for right now. I don't know. Yeah. Other no. than that, nope. Uh, nope. I'm all good. No, nope. You're all good. <laughs> now you have two catchphrases. Not ah. even fair. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's good. And uh, so we will go ahead. We'll throw you to the song. We'll throw you to the interview. Um, and then just. Just be aware, as the weeks go on, we have a lot more to announce. So you're going to be exposed to a lot of music. Uh, and I hope everyone's enjoying it. So I'm going to leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.
And welcome back, everyone. We are here with Ben and Victor from the band Pharaoh Lux. Uh, this is awesome to have you guys on here. We've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, Craig, do you want to take this away? Yeah, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we've really been enjoying your music. We actually It was actually a recommendation from when we did our first interview with uh, Jason Silvaggio. So he works at Choke Artist, and he said he was distributing your, uh, your album for you guys. So he actually yes, recommended, he's like, you should, uh, you should check out Pharaoh Lux. These guys are doing really cool stuff if you're into that kind of alternative that uh, I, I want to call it mathcore. I don't know how you feel about that genre name, the title, the label, whatever it is. We could dig into that a little bit more, but kind of for the fans that aren't familiar with you guys, maybe we could just dig into the history of the band. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, the band is, I guess we're kind of like coming up on five years old. Um, yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, no. We're over five years old now. Five years was Halloween 2015, so Halloween 2016 will be six years. Oh, nice. So there we go. Um, wow. But yeah, uh, we, started, uh, ex- uh, we we were all duped into being here, and that's not a lie. Our guitarist, David, started a recording project, uh, and he tricked every single one of us into being in his band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all fools. <laughs> so have you always kind of been... I <laughs> So when you guys have started, have you played in other bands, or has it always been kind of Feral Lux as, as we know it today? Uh, no, actually, all of us are from different bands. Uh, some of us uh, are, some of them are not worth talking about. And by that, I mean that some of them, I, I would never tell you what they were, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have to look them up ever. <laughs> There's shame back there somewhere. Uh-oh. Mine are far less shameful. That is true. They're not good, but they're less shameful. You never wore eyeliner because someone told you that you should. <laughs> All right. And I never did either for everyone listening. That never happened. No eyeliner. All right. You no did it eyeliner. voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. what about the <laughs> So that's awesome. So let's talk about how you guys kind of got into music, you know, individually and, and kind of came to be where you are today. Um uh, like into playing music. Yeah, exactly. Like, or just being in bands, or I, I think all of those. Yeah, things. go through both. Of um, them. one time when I was like fifteen, all of them. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know. I started listening to like, uh, angsty punk, I guess, when I was twelve or thirteen or something. I don't know. And then my brother started a band when he was a year younger than me. And I was like, dude, let me be in your band. I can try and play guitar. He's like, no. And then I just did anyways. <laughs> and then we started playing band in bands. And then um, I don't know. Every other band I've done pretty much had my brother in it. 
until Feralux, pretty much. And um, which almost had your brother in it. Which almost, boy. yeah, <laughs> he almost joined. But he's he records rap music now, and that's his thing. So it's oh. cool though. He does like really good stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just started playing with him like ten years ago or eleven years ago, and then just ended up in Feralux because, like we said, Dave is uh, a tricky bastard. <laughs> so yeah. Ben, uh, I came from like a really musical family. Everybody in my family played uh, something when, and so it was always like kind of in my household. Um, my dad played like piano and guitar, and my cousin Jeremy was in uh, a couple of bands. He used to be in this band, Torn Apart, that was on Ferret for a while. And uh, we hated each other when we were young. If he ever hears this, uh, <laughs> he might not think that, but we were just there's too many years between us. We were like I think seven years apart and when you're seven and he's 14 then you have like nothing in common when you're 14 he's like 21 it's like you can't drink or whatever 21 year olds think i don't remember anymore but uh they're but, so wise the 21 year olds. i know I, I know when i was 21 i knew everything and now i know nothing so <laughs> figure that out inversely uh, proportional as you get older yes. the less you know yep Yes, and yet somehow I'm supposed to be considered wiser, and only by virtue of admitting that I know less, uh, and that there's so much more to learn. Or, Funny how that uh, works. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Philosophy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I think like I always grew up listening to like the Beatles and Billy Joel, which I'm sure like everyone says that. And then uh, and then I got I my story is way more embarrassing than Victor's because I think in like sixth grade I found out that like there was this band called Corn. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> And uh, and that was the beginning of my uh, of a short lived adventure into wearing jerseys with bands' names on them. <laughs> and uh, oh, it got darker, man. I uh -oh. I uh, then there was get darker. There was a Hawaiian shirt phase that followed that. Wow, I've seen pictures. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's wow. not. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not super easy being like an overweight sixth grader in a Hawaiian shirt by choice, <laughs> but. But I think that's how I got into punk rock. That's that's there's a segue in here somewhere. Right. That's kind of how I got into just more aggressive and more individualistic music, um, music that had a, a more of a message about being yourself, about making a better or a kinder world, or at least acknowledging that the world is screwed up and it doesn't have to be personal. And so uh, from there, uh, I definitely got way more into like darker. Hardcore, and I had some really cool family members, like my older cousins Jeremy and Sean, to kind of hold my hand along the way. And sure, like some of it was like they might be giants, which I still, which who we still love to this day. That's one of the weird bands we have in common. But sure, uh, best band in the world. But like I wouldn't know about Bots if it wasn't for my cousin Jeremy, or Caven if it wasn't for my cousin Jeremy. So hmm. he definitely uh, helped me out along the way. Oh, very nice. And it uh, got me into heavy music, which ironically. Uh, not everyone in the band listens to all that much heavy music. Uh, I don't know if that's a common theme, but uh, between us, there's only probably a handful of bands that any of us in the band actually agree on as being good, <laughs> and then everyone else sort and then, of has. And then Nick loves deathcore. Yeah, that's true. Our 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 newest drummer. Uh, he's been in the band for two years. <laughs> okay, newest. Our drummer Nick. Been, <laughs> he loves deathcore. He does. It's true. <laughs> Like, well, let me, I'm not even going to drop names right now because then we'll just, this will be interesting. <laughs> It'll be a lot of work to edit that out, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I mean, that's how Ian and I operate, like, 
for as much as we overlap, there's a lot of stuff that we listen to that's totally different where it's not something that I would listen to on a daily basis or that Ian would listen to on a daily basis. But what this is all about is discovering kind of the new things and what else is out there. And, you know, at least you're exposed to it and it influences what you write. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that, that, that in part, all of our individual tastes sort of factor into what I think everyone's sort of writing responsibility is in the band because I have for many years believed firmly that it is David and, and Nick's job to totally destroy your brain and make you hate your life <laughs> and not know what's going on. And I've always tried as a bass player who grew up like loving like the get up kids <laughs> and really like very mostly melodic power pop type music, like still in the punk realm of things, but like to add melody and structure where it might otherwise be absent. And I think Vic, you're a, a big component in the accessibility or at least the relatability of what we do. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> sure. I just meant uh, what, I, what I was going to say is I think, you know, since we're a four piece, I think it's really easy for Dave and Nick and Ben and myself to all do our own thing and not be like hindered and be like, yo, we need to sound like this. We have another guitarist and the guitarist clash heads or whatever. And, like Ben and Dave on the stringed instruments both write different music. Like he was saying, he writes like more melodic stuff and Dave like kind of messes with uh, wild ass rhythms and stuff. And then Nick kind of does his own thing. We, even when he joined the band, he kind of like elaborated on ideas that our previous drummer had, ha you know, had. So he's definitely adding his own thing. And then everything just is what each person wants to do. And then at the end of the day, if we don't like something combined, we just scrap it, but we're, pretty cohesive and coming together pretty pretty smooth, I, I suppose. That was a great moment with Nick where he was like, hey man, I love you guys. I'm so glad you guys want me to join the band. Can I rewrite all your old songs? <laughs> I'm kidding. That didn't really happen. <laughs> but that's interesting you bring that up. So maybe you could walk us through at least kind of like what your writing style. So when you guys get together and you're, you're working on a new album, like you, you just released No Rest that came out in March. For those of you, whoever's listening and isn't aware, they should go check that out and your other albums. Uh, but take us through kind of when you get together to write an album, what is that like? Uh, it, it's it's sort of weird to use No Rest as an example because some of the songs on that record are actually extremely old. Okay. And uh, and I think the writing process has evolved since uh, has evolved since some of those songs were written. But I think the basic formula is always largely started with Dave. Uh, Dave, our guitarist, will come up with some blistering, disgusting, horrible thing. He's like, yeah, you guys will just learn this, right? <laughs> and then we're like, oh, disgusting. <laughs> we're like, uh, sure, Dave. And then um, and then we beat our heads against rocks until we know how to play what he was playing. Yeah, right. He's being <laughs> modest, dude. Ben and, Nick, ben and Nick pick it up like nothing, and then they all just play us. They write a song in like a practice, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I finish the lyrics, you know, uh, the morning of recording. So that's how that works. I, I think a, a but an important component is like the arrangement, which sort of comes later. Where I'll I'll be the first to admit that we have songs that started as pieces of other songs, and part of you know loving this riff, but realizing maybe that that wasn't the right direction goes into how we can uh, change the key or slightly alter things to fit them together better and refine it down into a really cohesive idea. Sure. Boom. Yep. <laughs> At least that's the goal. I cohesive yeah now ben you said you come from a really musical family so do you have any kind of technical formal training because 
obviously musically the stuff you're writing is not simple by any means all all of that stuff is super complex like you were just talking about time uh, signature changes key <laughs> signature changes arrangement right that's actually a funny point of contention in the band because uh i actually i come from like a, a fairly formal uh like jazz and R&B background. I played all through high school and through part of college, upright and electric bass. Okay. Uh, I was trained a, a bit on guitar as well. And, and David is from the total opposite school of thought and is very raw and really unbridled. And so I'll make the mistake of asking like, hey, what key is that in? And then he'll just look at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and then I get to guess what key it's in. <laughs> because, and, and truth be told, there's a lot of key changes and there's a lot of weird stuff. And uh, But I, I think, I don't want to say it's unintentional. It's, from his perspective, I think definitely written more on feeling. And once I can figure out where his changes are, I can develop some relationships between the guitar and the bass that can change the flow, add complexity. If I can understand his scales and his chords, then I can sort of work within them to create melodic bass lines that complement the song rather than clashing with it right. uh, and still stand on their own, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your stuff, I mean... Simply even, put. <laughs> yeah, even watching that video for No Insignia, like even watching you play the bass, you could tell just how skilled of a player you are. You're doing the taps. Like yep. all of that stuff is, again, not simple stuff that you're doing on there. <laughs> Dang, Dang. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, as far as training, uh, the, the real rock star is Nick. Nick, our drummer, is uh, one of the few people I know, especially uh, his age, but really one of the few people I know who has been playing as long as he has and is still pushing himself to learn more and play more and working on new fills and rudiments and techniques. He's always coming to practice with some new thing he's figuring out. And uh, that impresses the heck out of me. Yeah, yeah Nick's a G. <laughs> That's so, awesome, Craig. So, uh, so uh, Vic over there, I can see you're playing around. <laughs> I'm laughing over here. Uh, you're yeah. not getting you're not getting the accolades you deserve as well. Uh, your voice is amazing. Uh, how do you fit in with deciding on where Dude, you're going to put the screen? No, seriously, it's it's true. Where do you uh where do you decide to put in like the different screams that you're using uh when you actually fit into all this? Uh, whole, well, thank you so much for saying that really nice thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I I <laughs> I don't know how to answer that because, uh, like I said, I finished a lot like day of I don't I don't I don't I don't even know where to begin like when they're writing songs they've got them down for months and I'm just like yelling patterns that of like a, a general idea of what I want to say and then when I finally scribble down enough lyrics I kind of just whatever fits best I kind of like hack up words and that's why sometimes it's like a fragment sentence <laughs> like if you read the lyrics a lot of it it a lot of it's like full it complete coherent sentences but then after the fact it'll just be like some goofy ass like i you can kind of tell like where i needed to cram a couple more words in or just repeat something <laughs> and i think i think it's just months and months of yelling over the shit that they've already been doing and then like touching it up at the studio you know like when we recorded with daniel who did no rest he kind of just like always said, hey, dude, that sounds like shit. Do something else. And I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever, dude. And then went home and cried and then came back the next day and finished it. So, 
that was it. That's about it. But I, <laughs> there's no there's no real awesome story to like how our vocals ended up on the record or whatever. But I. I, I don't know. I kind of wished you had like a more methodical answer. <laughs> there's no, there's no methodology, dude. Now I'm scared. <laughs> no, I mean, all right. So, so we've written, we've written two records and an EP, and then like a split or whatever. So it's, it's like a, enough songs. It's like thirty songs almost. So when we, after writing ten songs or twenty songs, you kind of just get a feel of how your band should sound. I guess. I think. Um, uh, I don't know. A lot of people said my vocals changed a lot on this record, and I'm. I think that's cool. Yeah. Because I don't want to sound like the same asshole from the last <laughs> record. So, because I, I want just to sound better and better. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's good or amazing or anything, but I do think it is better than our last record. So I think it's just in, in just this this core of people, Nick, Ben, Dave, and myself. It's just like it's been a really cohesive thing and we've all kind of just known what it should sound like you know i guess if if that's my methodical answer you know i'm sticking to it we just figured it out we just figured it out by now i guess is my answer in short no that's that's good and i guess also go ahead i would say no he does always like we don't we usually won't have heard a lot of his parts until we're in the studio and once he's there I mean, I remember on the last record, uh, not No Rest, but Some Divine Ashtray, um, one of the songs, uh, The Sun Eats With His Eyes, we had never heard the vocals in the chorus until we were in the studio. And it was really fun for us to be like, oh, dude, that's what you do there? That's really cool. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, that's what I did there uh, this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time. Glad you guys tolerated it. Yeah, thank you. So along those lines, really quick then. So if you don't hear the certain way that Vic is doing that until you hear the studio or something like that. Do you go over the themes of what you're going for? Like what the what's actually behind the lyrics with the band first? Like is that at least discussed or is that all brand new too? I definitely, um, our, our guitarist Dave is like, yo, every fucking time we practice, like when we're writing for a record or we're planning on recording, he'd be like, yo, what's that song about? And I would tell him very, very vaguely sometimes and the next practice, he'd ask me again like he'd forgot like a week <laughs> prior. And I'm like, I just felt like on the spot all the time. And that's not a slight towards Dave. It's just I, I think he really is concerned about like what we're going to be writing about. But eventually it became like, OK, I'm just going to let Dick write what he wants to write about. And if there's a problem with it in the studio, uh, we'll converse. But there hasn't really been too many disputes or discrepancies about, you know, the lyrics. Like sometimes... I just come out and be like, "Hey, this song is this is what the song is going to be about. It's going to be awesome, or it's going to suck, but whatever, deal with it." <laughs> and uh, it would just come out naturally, and that's just. I mean, I would I would do my best to describe to people what they would be about, or I'd write them down and be like, "Here, just read it," because I hate saying these out loud. I just hate trying to describe my lyrics to somebody. Sure. Because I sound like a pretentious dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll just try to type it out and then like throw it in a band thread and be like here just read it and let me know what you think it's about dude and uh that's that <laughs> oh i think it's important to note that uh there's a reason why david asks that question so often uh we as a band really try to make sure that our content is is highly messaged yeah and, for sure. uh, and and he's really attached to that idea and he really wants to be able to feel through the songs when he plays 
and and he, I think, relies a lot on the content that you're putting in to uh, sort of invigorate him, to give him energy, to give him uh, aggression that he thinks the song needs. So he kind of feeds off that lyrical content. He really wants to know what it's about, uh, which, again, is hard for us because we usually find out in the studio. <laughs> but so on that note then, so... So what would you say kind of obviously I'm sure it changes from song to song but kind of as a band what is the what is that message that you're going for Oh I thought you said Ben did you say Ben No no as a, as band. a band Oh as a band <laughs> as a band <laughs> Um uh I it's just to stop being assholes to one another Nice I again I I'm not going to sit here and try to describe what our, our record is about cuz I'll sound like a complete idiot and after I finish this train of thought Ben will go off on a tangent that will blow your face off. So, um I think I think it's just uh it's just a uh, Dude, I don't know. Go read the lyrics. <laughs> Am I tagged in? Now? Tag in. Tag in. Are you guys ready for this, Ian? Uh, yeah. Are you guys Let's do it. Let's do it. I brace myself. Uh, I'll try to be succinct <laughs> in spite of all of you. Uh, I, I think a lot of our messaging really comes down to uh, the world we live in has become increasingly cruel. Here we and, go. And that's a manufactured product. That's something that, that has been bred into us, taught to us. That we that everything is a zero sum game that people have to literally tread on others to get ahead and that I think is a total fallacy. I think that that's something that benefits those who are doing the treading and they forget that without people to walk on that that is who is elevating them and that there needs to be a motivation. There needs to be a sense of consciousness. There needs to be a collective. Uh, knowledge that we do have power as individuals we aren't slaves we do have the ability to unify to think freely and trust me that is a uh that is something that's in jeopardy that is actually something that can be taken away from you and it's happened in other countries uh and america i think it's, it's being done and it's being done really cleverly but that doesn't mean that it won't eventually complete the process through fear-mongering through war-mongering that we can make everyone so afraid that they'll be quiet and you have to have a voice. You have to acknowledge that you are a person, that you have brothers and sisters in any fight that you're in. It doesn't matter what it is. And that you have to be together as mankind, as humanity and, and try fight to live free. Hey, so, boom. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's, awesome. I think as a band, that's for, mm -hmm. and, and I, of course, I mean, I think we try to, convey that as much as we can in our lyrics and as much as we can in our actions. Uh, and hopefully everyone picks up on that and totally digs it. And if not, I hope you just like our songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, that's nothing that's, else. <laughs> that's really awesome. And, and it's, I mean, as for as aggressive as the music is, and this is something we come across time and time again, it's a really positive message, right? It's, it's, it's about that being better, being better as people and being better as humanity and helping each other out. It's, it, it's really awesome to see, you know, you as a band wanting to brand yourself with that message. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, Absolutely. of course. Um, and that's coming from Craig and too, he never it's listens to It's too easy to, to mean nothing. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and exactly like Ian just Sorry. said, I'm not usually a lyric person. I usually listen listen more to the music. Um, I'm usually a musical guy, but 
yeah, the lyrics are, I mean, the lyrics are really impressive. Even, you, you know, again, Victor, to, to give you a little bit more credit here, like, have you always written? Um, it, is that kind of one of those outlets that you've always had, uh, writing things down? Or is it something you've just done as a vocalist in a band? Um, uh, I don't know. When I was a kid, like, I used to doodle in books and write in books, but it was never, like, a thing. Like, I would never tell anyone that, oh, dude, I, I write, bro. Like, I write lyrics or songs or poetry or any of this crap. But I would always, I still have books from when I was, like, 13 or 14 before I had started playing in bands, and they are just horrendous. <laughs> like, I can't believe this. <laughs> it's just annoying. But, um, I don't know. I think nowadays, when I first started playing in bands, I wasn't the vocalist until a few years into it. I was like, I'm not good at guitar. I'm going to try this. And then when I quote unquote tried this, I, um, just, I just started writing a lot more. And again, there's like a bunch of books with stuff in it that haven't been used for songs. So I guess you could say I just like write stuff every now and then, but it's not, it's not going to amount to anything other than sitting in my room until we write another record. And then I'll be like blowing off the dust on old stuff and then like rearranging a bunch of old crap. But I'm not a writer. I'm just uh, a guy in a band that, uh, that can't, you know, have members that tolerate the things the guy says. (laughs) So again, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the, uh, um, you know, the all the nice things you guys have said. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, again, we appreciate what you guys are doing, and we really like the music. It's it's awesome. Thanks. Very much. Ian, did you have something? No, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, it, there is I, know so I know it's really rare, oh. but I have nothing to say. <laughs> we love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much delay here that it's, it's very tough. Like, I don't want to step over anyone. So, Craig, that's why I was kind of pointing to you yeah. if you've got it. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot yeah, of sure. edit. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'll get yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> raise my hand. So <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to keep going. Victor, what? Can, can I read some of those books? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. I have to try. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak in your room and read your diary. I'm pretty sure I wrote Slipknot songs before Slipknot wrote those songs. Yes. Like, I wrote those lyrics one time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'll dig back through and sure find I wrote it at all some the lyrics point. to uh what's that? I said you'll dig back through and find them at some point when you get to blowing the dust off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If that next I'm album like, holy shit, yeah. I pushed my fingers to my eyes. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> your your next album's gonna start with before I forget. And then yeah, it's all it's all downhill from there. <laughs> Dude, I knew I wrote those. Absolutely knew it. You know what? The best and worst part is, if you really did use their lyrics, I would have no idea. Yeah. Well, let's let's. You love Slipknot. uh, Let's ask this then. Uh, So you're you're going to be touring. Uh, If you had the chance to like go out on tour with any bands you'd like to go out on, I'm guessing it's not Slipknot. So if there, if you could fantasy book yourself with other bands, either in your genre or not, just people that you enjoy being with or want to hear their music live, uh, what would you guys think? Uh, um, I'm gonna bring up April Fool's Day. 
I don't know if you guys if you guys have uh, been following our Facebook page since uh, April first. Yes, but um, yeah, okay. Well, then you might have noticed that we're going to Europe this summer with uh, Glassjaw, Poison the Well, and uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> I did see that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just kidding. None of that's real. Right. But I think um. I dude, so many people have called me and texted me that day after I put up a shitty MS Paint flyer <laughs> of us with those bands. Exactly. Going to Europe. And uh, if I had to say that would be like the ideal lineup for me because every time we, I mean, I love all of those bands, but that's pretty much it as like loud, heavy, hardcore. Like I like a bunch of hardcore, but like those are like the bigger bands that I like really like or whatever. And, um, I think um, every time we play, someone comes up to me or Dave or Ben or whoever the hell and says, yo, you guys sound just like Dillinger Escape Plan. Or, yo, you guys sound just like Glassjaw, bro. I hear it. Or, dude, do you guys like Poison the Well? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I love all those bands. So shut the hell up. <laughs> we ripped them off. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Mike? character? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, seriously, that that joke in a way kind of backfired as far as I'm concerned, like emotionally, (laughs) (laughs) only because there were so many people that wrote to us and were like, dude, it's about time. Finally, you guys totally deserve this. We're like, oh, well, it's not happening. But thanks. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That that would be like a fantasy tour. Yeah. yeah, we definitely pranked ourselves with that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's just one of the fantasy tours though. We could definitely we could definitely cook up a million different ones, like, you know, at the drive in, a la nineteen ninety nine. So oh, yeah. right. rather circa nineteen ninety nine. That would be rad. Um not just to be clear, not circa nineteen ninety nine, but like <laughs> around the time of because I don't want to really I mean, if Circus Survive was like, come on tour with us, we'd be like, okay, but... Uh, <laughs> what? I would totally do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I don't... I would love to do that. But I, okay. Circus Survive. Vix on there. Circa 2005. <laughs> 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 okay, so, sure, throw them on there. But, you know... No, we could, like... Can we Can we have zombies play with us? Oh. Can uh, there be, like, um... Can we get... Like, can... I'm not going to say, like, the ones that are, like, too soon... But at least can we get like the two dead guys from the Who and uh, only wait, the two dead guys? I don't know. No, no, wait. I'm sorry. I take that. No, yeah, yeah. And what did it? Yeah, I'm so half sorry. of the Who. Yeah, sure. Living or dead? Fuck it. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I want John Lennon on the tour. Um, I don't want him to perform. I just want him to hang out with me and like get really drunk and fight me, <laughs> and then talk about peace. Like on my bloody head, I want him to beat the crap out of me and kiss me on my bloody forehead and tell me that love was all I needed. I don't know if that's a tour. I think I just want that to happen either way. <laughs> Holy shit! I think these are lyrics to a song I, right I, now. I also like to tour with Kendrick Lamar. Like, what's that? I think these are songs to a, like a song, like a lyric song right now. Like you should just write that about John Lennon coming back beating you up while talking about peace shit it's done i need to get my lyric book stat and start taking notes ben (laughs) it's called bigger than jesus (laughs) (laughs) that's dark dude (laughs) 
It's about time. All of our, all of our interviews turn dark at some point. This is it's bound to happen. Well, it took 36 minutes. God damn it. It should have happened long ago. <laughs> I blame Craig. That's good. I apologize for the delay. <laughs> yeah, but if if we could do like the that that version of like a uh, horror fantasy tour where it's just like any any dead guy we want can and they won't play. They'll hold, they'll just beat us up. <laughs> yep. Vic, which dead guy do you want to get beaten up by? Um <laughs> Uh, I would say either Big L or Notorious B.I.G. Because that would be so fresh. <laughs> if, just, if Notorious ZMB kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Next. So, I mean, I mean, while we're keeping it dark here, there was something I stumbled upon on your Tumblr page that I, I needed to ask about, and that was the Fifty Shades of Grey Hair video. No! <laughs> Damn, edit, Lyle edit. That. Lyle posted a video of me. Lyle posted a video of me reading that. Oh. Uh, which I don't, I don't, I didn't know I was being recorded. <laughs> Should, I would have been I would have been more theatrical had I known that I was being well, recorded. We're recording this uh, now. So, so I'm just gonna explain something really quick. Yeah, Ben Ben writes uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Hair, uh, which is fan <laughs> elderly Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction erotica, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So whoever's <laughs> listening to this, go to our Tumblr, I guess, because it has like 12 followers. We don't we don't tumble whatsoever. Oh, we, oh, not, we don't know how to tumble. Yeah, whatever. It's it's such a ugh, I don't even know. We, none of us know how to use it. So we have our friend Lyle help us out, and then Lyle goes and posts shit like that. Great. Dude, how old and disconnected do we sound? We're like we don't understand your tumble art. Tumble art. Tumble we, we have a young friend who who helps the tumble, and then uh, yeah, we 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 don't really get it. Go yeah, on. Lyle did just turn twenty one, so you know they kind of understand the kids these days. We but, are so far gone. But to touch on Fifty Shades of Grey Hair, um, I should make it totally clear that I have never read that book or or seen the movie. Lies. Uh, but I'm a, a huge fan of I'm a huge fan of terrible wordplay, and so just the idea of Fifty Shades of Grey Hair popped into my head, and I thought, uh, what what could be more appropriate for a South Floridian to write about than old people having sex? <laughs> and I didn't think it was real. And then one day he breaks out his phone and then starts reading this shit. And I'm like, holy fuck, it's real. And that's that's the end of that story. That's like really it. I guess in his spare time, he likes to write that shit. So uh, I actually I have this weird habit where if I get really bored, I'll just kind of start like free writing like on my phone. So. And that's the shit he comes up with. Can right. you imagine that? Yeah, can you imagine like closing your eyes and think that's what you envision? That's a dark place. <laughs> That's a dark place, dude. Uh, yeah. That that marshmallow line was really scary. <laughs> yeah. I just ate, dude. <laughs> was it? Did you eat? Did you eat Mortimer's dropping rod of marshmallow. No. <laughs> Next, slash Craig. Honestly, I, I I really I really make an effort to gross myself out on a daily basis. I think it's good for the soul. <laughs> Francis, hey, you should try actually 
You should try actually watching Fifty Shades of Grey and seeing how bad that really is. No. <laughs> I, uh, I heard not good things. And so I figured, yeah. Yeah. I I had to for my movie review podcast. Oh yeah, wait, you do a movie review podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all part of the Ian hates brand unquotes. It's not really an existing thing, but yeah, quotation marks since you can't see me. What's your favorite movie, Ian? Donnie Darko. What about you guys? What a what a what a strange favorite movie. I know, right? How old? Ian? Say what? How old are you? I just turned thirty. What? Oh, wow. Okay. We're, I never would have guessed. We're all the same age here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all old. Well, happy birthday. Happy uh, belated birthday. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So what about you guys, yeah. movie-wise? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> for the longest time, I think my go-to answer was When Harry Met Sally. Sure. Uh, I, Yeah, uh, I have a weird weakness for uh, like romantic comedies and stuff. <laughs> They don't reflect the reality. They don't reflect the reality that I'm personally familiar with. So it's sort of this idealized, like everyone always says the funny thing, and in the end, everyone's happy. And I've always <laughs> been really fascinated by that. I, I like that. But more recently, um, I've been watching The Graduate a whole bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a cry for help. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it probably it probably is. This is my public. Veiled cry for help. Uh, I'm I'm floundering. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm gonna go for a swim. Do you know any older women who are single? Zaz not Fifty Shades of Grey hair. If you never if you've never seen the movie, then I just said everything about it. No, um, I think it actually weirdly enough that started. I uh, me watching that movie was triggered by a truly unfortunate event, uh, a crime perpetrated in the music community against the rest of the world. And that was when Disturbed covered the sound of silence. Dude, that song is incredible. That cover is incredible. That cover, that cover sounds like shitty Christmas music. No, that cover is awesome. Have you guys seen it? Yes, no. yes, I have. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Ian has seen it. Is no, it good, Ian? Yes or no? Uh, so Craig knows I'm a mark for any cover song by a rock or metal band. So I have to say yes. I have to. Yes! Dude, Take that, dude. It sounds, dude, it sounds like it's being covered by Jack Skellington in slow motion. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. That's, dude, he just pulls out these wild analogies yeah. all the time out of nowhere for everything. I'm, it's funny because it does sound like that. Yeah. But, dude, then Jack Skellington kicks ass, dude. Yeah, he does. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you oh, go. That's great. So I, I derailed us. Vic, what is your favorite movie? Uh... <laughs> I don't have a favorite movie because that's such a it's such a like hard thing to do. But I have a favorite genre, which is just horror movies of any kind. Uh, not any kind, but most kind. And uh, if I had to pick one of like favorite of all time, it would just probably be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper, nineteen seventy four, um, or Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is also one of my top favorites. Or Blood Feast. Herschel Gordon <laughs> Lewis, 1964. Boom. Old school. Yeah, fucking statistics. Man, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no statistics, just dates. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with any of those and cannot contribute at all to this conversation. Damn. I know. Right, Craig, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I tend to, let's see, I usually go for the, the mafia movies. I like Goodfellas and Casino. My wife. Uh, oh, Goodfellas. That was good. 
Yeah, my wife breaks my balls because when we on our like one of our first dates, I made her watch Casino, and she will never forget sitting there oh. for three hours watching <laughs> Casino. It's a good way to trap them in. They have to be there for such a long movie. If you're gonna watch, if you're gonna feel good movie, hold on, wait. If you're gonna watch a mob movie on a first date, why is it not a Bronx Tale? Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. There you go. That's more of a datey like uh, mafia movie. Well, it just lets her know that if she doesn't lock the door for you, that is a great. That is one of the greatest scenes of ever in oh, cinematic history, dude. That's where she walks around the car, dude. That's that's the shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's usually what I would I stay to. I I don't know. I don't watch a, a whole lot of movies. I'm usually watch documentaries on Netflix because I'm a boring old man. <laughs> so I was just watching a documentary when Ben came over. Oh yeah, sure. which documentary? but it was about a serial killer. So. It was a crossover, right? Um, it's called. Yeah, I'm, I'm just let's disregard it. <laughs> no plugs. Nah. No plugs for that movie. Sure. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Continue. You were saying, Craig. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. No, I was just gonna get back to other other things. Here. Yeah. Refocus. Yes. No, we, um, Ian. We 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 didn't get your. We did it. Stony Dark. Oh, I'm done. We started with that. I'm done. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. We're good. Moving on. Yeah. So you guys mentioned obviously listening to a bunch of different music. So if you guys had to pick some of your key influences, obviously we talked about the fantasy booking, and I'm sure there's a lot of overlap there. But what are some of your key influences that kind of influenced the style of music that either you play now or just wanting to play bass or do vocals? Uh, wow. Um. I know that like some of my biggest influences as a bass player uh, are, are probably not really obvious in this band, uh, even though I try to. Uh, <clears throat> I think maybe they're just the people I really love personally. Uh, like, uh, like as I mentioned, the Get Up Kids earlier, um, Pope is one of my favorites of all time. I just think what he adds to the music, it's so uh, Motowny and and really in sync with the kick uh i grew up loving uh jason black from uh hot water music and then later of the draft um and it's funny too because like even though i grew up playing like jazz and like all my favorite bass players are rock bass players i even always try to bring up like when people are talking about bass players i think like one of the greatest and most overlooked bass players uh because of his ability to add melody to everything that he touches, even from bass, was Paul McCartney. Uh, I know I keep bringing up the Beatles, and it's funny because like I, I like them, I, I love them. I don't listen to them that often, but I always talk to people like uh, when I used to teach bass and say like, "Look, if there's two people you want to, you need to study if you want to be a melodic bass player. If you want to be able to not just like play the quarter notes and you know pigeonhole yourself into punk for the rest of your life." Um, you need to listen to Paul McCartney. You need to listen to James Jamerson. So, I mean, like, I mean, the best bass work out there is like Motown. And I know that that probably doesn't come across in Feral Lux <laughs> at all. But um, I'm always looking, but, but I'm always looking for ways in the band to sort of, um, especially when the guitars and drums are so heavily rhythmic and chaotic, to add something from the bass that you can follow, that you can sing to, that you. Uh, have a sense of structure and melody from. Yeah, those are my bass players. <laughs> yes. Um, 
As far as uh, vocals, uh, I remember Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> and then also Lemonade. <laughs> I had to p- I'm gonna pick one just so because there's a million bajillion people that inspire me all the time, and I don't want to sound like I'm pigeonholing myself with like all these like post-hardcore bands or whatever I'm naming. But like when I was like 12 years old. Holy shit, a loud motorcycle just drove by, sorry. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. My, win- I'm- my window's closed, and you're, I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> um, interrupted my sentimental like thought about um, hearing Thursday for the first time yeah. when I was like 12 years old, and uh, I would probably have to say Jeff Brickley if I had to pick one. I was like, shit, man, that guy's sick. And I just felt like he wasn't a good singer, necessarily. And, uh, I mean, I always thought he had, like, a good voice. Like, he's a good, you know, but he's not traditionally, like, what you would call a singer. And that's when people, like, at work or people who don't understand punk rock ask me all the time, like, oh, bro, you're a singer? I'm like, no, Jesus Christ, no. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, no. (laughs) And... They're like, but you're in a band. You You do the vocals, so you're a singer. And I'm... All right, I'm derailing myself. But um, I just, he was like the first person that I was like, oh, these lyrics are about something, I guess, that aren't just feelings about like, you know, uh, just school and shit, I don't, and girls and or, or relationships rather. And uh, I could just hear it in his voice that he, I thought that he meant it, you know, like, I, it was just a really inspiring thing. And I still like that guy a lot. Like, I love Thursday, one of my favorite bands. And I've met him a bunch of times, and not to sound like a total, like, dweeb, but he's just, like, he's a pretty genuine person. And I'm glad that he was the guy that I was like, oh, shit, I'd want to do that someday. And a not that amazing band. <laughs> now, do you listen to his? Hopefully, you know, somebody is like, oh, snap. That could from Parallax. He can't sing for Dick, so maybe uh, maybe I can do that too. I'm gonna start a band, and then be just a million bajillion times better. And I'll be like, I'm props to you, kid. <laughs> now, do you listen to any of Jeff Rickley's stuff with uh, United Nations? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I loved United Nations. It totally didn't sound like him at all. No, and that's because like when you listen to Polk, it's like a different. It's a different guy, you know. It's um. Tom from you and I doing all the screaming or a, a good portion of the screaming. So it's like when I first heard it, I was like, that's not Jeff Rickley. <laughs> and then uh, come to find out, it's totally Jeff Rickley. Yep. <laughs> 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 no, it's good though. I love it. I just, it's not Thursday. And, you know, I don't know. It's great though. I love it. So that sounded, I just made it sound like I don't like it. I do. <laughs> Thursday is better. I am. Uh, I'm actually proud to say that I have passed out in a Thursday mosh pit before. <laughs> that yeah. was that was you. I knocked out. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. That's why we made this interview. I finally figured it out. And now his revenge is going to embarrass us and expose all our secrets on the internet. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you guys this. So, what are you just talked about? Uh, what you've uh, what your influences were then? What are you listening to now? New metal. <laughs> <laughs> Corn. Uh, I'm always listening to something different. I, but it's always kind of in like the rock indie rock uh, 
I don't know. I just went through like a not a surf phase again. He's wearing a not a surf I, shirt right now. That's true. <laughs> that's how deep this phase has gone. I went online and bought things. It's a new not a surf shirt. He's new. Uh, wave. I, I just I just saw no effects for like the tenth time. That was great. Nice. Um, I think I think they're keeping an important message alive in music that uh, it should be fun. It should be dangerous. You should go out and just have a great time. Uh, and you can still have a message while you do it. But uh, what else am I? I don't know. The anniversary. Always. Always. <laughs> to, to the point where I'm sure if you ever like them, you hate them now. And I'm <laughs> proud to have made that true for you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> always something new and always something different. Um, I have grievances with how Spotify handles their business to some degree. Although we are on Spotify and that's fine. You know, but anyway, uh, they have like the, the weekly discovery list and I've gotten it to a point where it's like 50% good and I'm pretty happy with that. Like if they can guess what I like 50% of the time or, or, or get me something new, uh, once in a while that I really can get into, uh, that's awesome. I think the last thing I really like flipped out over was, um, the twilight, the first record on the twilight singers which is uh, Greg Dooley's band from uh, uh, from the Afghan Wigs. So that's going like way, 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 way back. Yeah, yeah. To a, to, yeah, Afghan Wigs are old and Twilight Singers are old. And <laughs> all of my friends constantly make fun of me because every time they find out about some band that I like, they shortly after now. find out that that band is broken up for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Already gone. Yeah, that's like Dave. Dave. Dave's always like, oh yeah, what is this? It's pretty cool. And when did they break up? <laughs> so. Yeah, he already knows. Um, I don't know. If I had to pick, I would say uh, the two things that I've been listening to the most are... I, I listen to a million different things, but if I had to pick two, it would be King810. I don't know if you've ever heard this band. No. They're, they just like... They just kind of sound like a... Slipknot, and uh, they're from an area of Michigan where I'm from. And a friend showed me them last year, and I just like recently like really delved into them. It just really it just sounds like Slipknot, but <laughs> to me better. And then, um, uh, and then the Kendrick Lamar's latest record, um, I think it's one of the greatest hip hop records of ever, and it's it's serious business. Like if you listen to that record and like all the way through, and then the the last song is like 12 minutes long but it's only four minutes of song but then there's like a, a nine minute interview with uh like kendrick lamar talking well i don't want to ruin it because it's like a twist ending it's like kind of like a story like i don't Wait, know it's kind of a secret is like, he yeah. in a closet <laughs> what the hell is that dude Come on, man. i had to take it there dude this is a hard thing that's okay you just You've just explored that. That statement is the depth of my knowledge of modern hip hop. If yeah, you even call well, that modern. That was not modern. That's all. <laughs> Nor hip hop. <laughs> once again, once again, Ben's out of touch. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna say Kendrick Lamar. To pimp a butterfly. Check it out. It came out a year ago, and I'm talking about it now, like it just came out last week. What's good is good. Timeless. That's it. Timeless. Timeless. <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> Um, the, the last thing I had here was, <laughs> so you guys just released No Rest. It came out in March, but are you working on new stuff? I mean, I imagine you guys are probably constantly writing some stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we already have, 
and like six other songs that didn't make the album and we haven't practiced them and like uh since ben was knee high to a grasshopper but um so i mean yeah we've got boss mog <laughs> we've got six other songs written and then we're like i don't know we might just do another ep soon like that's what david and everyone want what we're talking about and i don't care i just they, but they're there we have a bunch of songs that we haven't recorded yet and then i'm sure they'll crank out three or four more easy and we could probably just do another 10 song full length whenever <laughs> i just got to start writing lyrics i guess yeah um we haven't really talked much about it. it hasn't been like a big public thing but with the newest record it was sort of supposed to be like a two-stage release where um, there was no rest. And then actually we wanted to do an EP probably like six or eight months later, probably looking more like eight months at this point. Uh, that was other songs that we felt were a little more like outside the core idea of no rest. And, uh, and it would actually include the song titled no rest. So uh, there, there should be have enough material for an EP uh, maybe that will turn into an album that that's sort of what happened with this record where we kind of just kept writing and writing and writing. And then we were going to record everything and release everything. And we're like, no, let's not release 17 songs because I think it, it gets meandering at that point. And that's just my personal preference. I know like we very much live in like the singles oriented world uh where it's about one song and so many bands are even successful now just releasing one song and, and maybe never even put out a record uh which is amazing to me or at least those songs never make it to a record and i've always been like a real purist about like a a record being uh a collection of songs that each song is like a word in a sentence not only is each one supposed to have its own meaning but the order that you arrange them in is the entire thought and so you get to 17 words in a sentence and, uh, and and maybe your thought gets a little convoluted. So you just said 27 <laughs> sentences with far more than 17 words per sentence. Well, yeah. And does anyone know what the hell I'm talking about anymore? No, they've all teamed out. <laughs> right. So that's why we don't make 17 song records. Literally just proved, <laughs> literally just proved his own goddamn point. That was like a fucking paradox. Right there. <laughs> I'm Earl Burroughs. I'm eating my own argument as I spew it. <laughs> I hope you all get that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, we decided to cut it down and maybe maybe it'll become, we're always writing. We, are, we might do another full length instead of an EP. This started as an EP and became a full length. So uh, yes, there's more. There's definitely more. There's more soon, hopefully. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward yes. to it. Thank Thanks, you so Brian. much, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So let me let me ask a question before we uh, wrap this up because I might have missed it at the beginning. Uh, you guys mentioned that you were quote unquote tricked into being into Pharaoh Lux from Dave. Is there an actual story <laughs> behind that, or is that just a joke? No, um, no, that's real. That's that really. Well, is all true. right, here we go. Here we go. The story, my friend, <laughs> is I was in a band, and <laughs> who was really good called Old Friends. Go look them up if you can. Old Friends. Old Friends. I, was I in that band? <laughs> no, 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 all right, so, no, so, I was in this band called You'll Live, oh. You'll Live at the time. Like the Yule Log, you yeah. Log, Y-U-L-E, like -E. <laughs> nothing like that. Christmas hardcore covers exclusively. So I was in a band called You'll Live, <laughs> and then, um, 
Dave was like, hey, man, you know, our bands used to play together. You want to be in this band with me or so, like this project? And I was like, eh, I'm kind of doing this other band right now, man, and I'm just trying to take it easy. And he's like, all right, no, just come to this practice. It'll be sweet. So I did, and it was David, our friend Joey, our friend Alex Baus, and our friend um, Johnny Moore at the time. And no, no band, mind you. And... Uh, Later. Yeah, we all wrote like three songs and like a practice and we were all like, oh, this is sick. And then we kept doing it. We played two shows. Um, Alex had to leave. We're He's still our best friend ever. And, and, then, and the proprietor of our uh, label that put out, yeah, uh, Iron he, Young, is the record uh, label. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> salute. Bless you. Um, <laughs> bless me. Did bless you, you bless yourself? Oh, I did it twice. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, okay. So at this point, it's a four-piece now since Alex left. And then um, I guess David and I are the only original members of Feralux now that, like, if you put it into perspective. But two months later, Ben was in another band. I'm going to drop the name. It's called Lab Riot. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but that band was fresh. And we played a show with them, and David was like, oh, our, our bassist at the time like left two weeks prior to our EP release. And then was like, I know this guy. He'll come in, and he's sick. And then Ben came in, and he was fucking sick. And then <laughs> learned all the songs in like a practice and a half. And then played the show, and I was like, Ben, be in our band. I had just met him, and he was in bands with my brother, too, that I didn't, I'd never met Ben, though. And... Um, <clears throat> I was like, dude, be in the band, and we were all putting pressure on him. He was like, no, nah, I'm going to be in my other band, and then just kind of like do this. And then after like a couple more practices in that show, he was like, all right, I'll do it. And we were all like, yes! That's funny. See, I actually remember it a little differently than that. He, uh, you, you remember it wrong then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so uh, Dave's, Dave played a show with my other band that I played guitar in. And I don't know why he knew that I played bass or how that came up because I I didn't talk about it at the time and uh, and yeah so they recorded uh, the first EP uh, the Bouse EP named after our friend Alex who unfortunately had to leave the band but is still very close with us uh, they recorded the EP and then I played the CD release show right so that's the amount of time that it took from like hey we made a record something's wrong with Johnny I know a guy and so he calls me up he's like hey man word on the street is you play bass. I was like, yeah, people say that. <laughs> and and uh, so basically, and to make it short-ish, um, I just kept showing up to practices and playing with them. And they would be writing things. And I'd be like, yeah, I like that. But what if it did this? And Joey, our, old, our former drummer, would look at us and go, what do you care? What are you, in the band or something? <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. So we all just put pressure on each other to be in, in this band. David was pressuring me. I was pressuring Ben, uh, slash, so was Dave, and uh, then everyone else left, then we got Nick, so right. it's just, it was just, so, I don't know, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I played the band's second show ever, but I'm not, like, an original member, I'm, I'm close, I'm really close, and uh, and it's, it, it, I don't want to say it's been, like, a revolving, but we have had to get a few drummers, we have had to... Uh, we've had second guitarists in the past, but it's always kind of boiled back down to uh, Dave and Vic and myself. And now that we have Nick, I think that that's like really, that's the hand in glove, man. That's the fit. Yeah. 
Nice. But also shout outs to uh, Sean Goodman slash Michael Bolton slash Bolts slash uh, Drum <laughs> Fever. We had a fill-in drummer for a tour that we did. Uh, and on top that of was being, all one person. Yeah, that's one, that's one guy. On top of being a totally amazing person and one of the most talented people I've ever worked with, um, he looked remarkably like Michael Bolton from <laughs> Office Space. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. That's why we called him I that. Know, I get it. You spent a whole I summer calling him that because you didn't think so. No, I was calling him that because it was cool. It was catchy. <laughs> I started calling him Bolts. So either way, instead of calling him Sean, we always called him Michael Bolton, and that just devolved into Bolts. So shout out to Bolts, and I think it would be uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't give a nod to our former members, uh, Lee and Joey. You know, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, what's up? But uh, yeah, so we no, but we really were tricked. That is yeah. that is true. David was like, "It's just a recording project, I promise." And then, almost six years later, we're still fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. But, yeah. yeah, there we so, go. Yeah, thank you. I think uh, we're all good. Craig, did you have anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, thank you again, guys, for being on. It's been great. We're looking forward to the next release. Thank you for all the amazing music that you put out. Um, and everybody should go check out Feral Lux. Thanks. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. Before we go, just uh, uh, we got some dates coming up in the uh, the end of May here. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to be in uh, West Palm, Daytona yeah. Beach, Panama City Beach, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Valdosta, Georgia, right. my bedroom. <laughs> That's the last date. Last date is my bedroom. It's a solo gig. He's just going <laughs> to do some spoken word into his pillow mostly in his yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, just check out and, uh, and 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 a specific thank you to uh, to the guys at Choke Artist, uh, to the band and Angles for uh, recommending us to you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. Uh, I really like your show, guys. And, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Ian. Yeah. Been, thank it's, you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, right. of course. And if you ever you guys yeah. ever want to come back on the show or ever up in the Boston area, let us know. We'd love to hit you guys up and and see you guys live. Oh snap! Oh. Call us call us up tomorrow, dude. We'll do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, yeah, seriously, though, we will no, have to yeah, do it. Definitely. We have a lot of good friends up in. Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, when you guys are up here, let us know because this interview was great. And you're just going to hear if you if you listen to it, you're just going to hear me laughing in the background because we've never had this much problem with the delay in Skype before. So I, I wanted to jump in so many times. Believe me, we're going to do this again for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. We'll just edit this one to make it sound legit, and it'll probably shave off 27 minutes. That's the plan. And then uh, <laughs> we'll do it again. In fact, cut out everything but the laughter. It's like, yeah. And now, Ben and Vic from Feral Lux, and it's just laugh track. <laughs> great. Anyways. That is great. Thanks. We'll be up in yeah. uh, Boston uh, soon. Dude. All right. Perfect. All great. right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you guys again. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Good night, Take guys. care, guys.
Oh, Lord, 